0: Welcome in, everybody, to another edition of the Fort Worth Star-Telegrams High School Huddle Podcast. I'm Peter Dawson, as always, joined by our high school uh, reporter, Brian Gossett. Brian, another another busy week, busy month for you. We are finally here, week of the state finals
1: for Texas high school football. What do we got on tap this week? Well, I can tell you it's the best best time of the year. Is the state title games. We've got we got 12 games over at AT&T Stadium starting uh, Wednesday through Saturday. We're going to kind of recap some of the state semifinal games. Maybe a few shockers here and there. And then uh, get into some early signing day, which is also this week. Uh, talk about recruiting. Tomorrow, actually, Tomorrow, to be exact. It's, it's, it's coming up. It's quick.
0: Yep. So we're going to start with the, the high-profile game. We talked about it last week, a game that we both thought uh had had the most talent maybe of any game in Texas, two of the biggest schools, Allen being the biggest school in Texas in the state semifinal, uh, taking on Duncanville. Allen obviously is the number one team in the state for 6A. They're also the, they were going into the game, the number one team in the country. But no longer. Duncanville also a top 15 team right. nationally. Duncanville, number 11. Number 11. So Duncanville takes down Allen in what both of us, uh, I think I tweeted this, but both of us weren't quite comfortable pitching Duncanville, even though you'd seen them and I'd watched them a little bit. We weren't quite there pitching Duncanville on the upset, but they did just that. Uh, they take down Allen. Huge, huge game. Uh you you didn't say it was the best game necessarily, but forty four thirty five it was somewhat close. With uh, uh, Duncanville had that that twenty one point half uh, first half lead. Uh, Jaquindon Jackson had that forty yard touchdown run with three minutes left to go. I mean, a lot happened. What did what did you see? What 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 did you take away?
1: Yeah, I mean, it was, it was a lot closer than the. Uh, or excuse me, it was a lot. Uh, more dominating on Duncanville's end than the score. It may indicate uh, with that 21 point lead. I mean, people were tweeting out at halftime that, you know, it was Allen. So, you know, Allen's going to come back. Allen's going to do what Allen does. And they did. They scored 21 points in the third quarter to tie the game up. Theo Weiss again. Theo I mean, Weiss. We've talked about uh, him a lot. Two touchdowns. He had a big first half, actually, despite uh, the Eagles being down there. Uh, Grant Tilsdale did a great job. He's another you know, top recruit, top dual-threat quarterback. He's committed to Ole Miss. Yeah, they were tied for a while there um, until the fourth. Uh, as you mentioned, Quinton Jackson, who's actually uh, ranked the number two athlete um, in this country. Uh, he's got about 19 offers. I think he's projected uh, to commit with Texas. But, yeah, he got that 40-yard touchdown. He actually had a 92-yard touchdown mm-hmm. run earlier in the first half to uh, help Duncanville go up three scores. And then uh, Allen trying to come back again, trying to tie the game, but uh, Duncanville was able to sack Tisdale in the end zone for a safety, and it was a dagger, put him up nine, and that was was it. it. That's all she wrote. And
0: and we talked about, and really quick, kind of wrap on that one. We talked about Allen's offense, obviously, has been so good. They've been blowing people out for most of the year, but Duncanville – Had the defense, and you know, I don't want to say it's cliche to win championships because there's so much good offense and defense throughout the area and the state, but the defense won out in you know the score was high, but the defense I think for Duncanville won out in this one.
1: Yeah, I mean they came in and averaged uh, four point six points, yeah, and uh, you know I think I think it was about two hundred and thir or excuse me about three hundred thirty yards rushing. total in 13 games, they had given up. So, which is about 20, 25 yards uh, per game. And um, yeah, they just couldn't, Allen couldn't figure it out. I mean, uh, even for Tisdell, who's, you know, a great runner, uh, he finished with 68 yards, but he had to do it on 27 carries. You know, they didn't have that uh, dominant running back that they had last year. And they just kind of took away, you know, Despite coming back, they kind of took away the the receiving core. Uh, Theo Weiss was only held to two catches in the second half. And yeah, just when when they needed a score, uh, Jaquinda Jackson, who also had a huge game against Carroll in the week before, he, he did it again with three minutes left. And uh, Dunkerville's on to the state, fi- state final, first time in 20 years. Uh, they actually won it their only... Only time in nineteen ninety eight, so uh, it'd be pretty cool if they win it again, coming, you know, on their twentieth anniversary. And and that's kind of a, a bit of a
0: good transition there, because you'd think that on the surface, you know, the question heading into that, into the playoffs, and spe- and especially that game against Allen for Duncan, the question for Duncanville was, you know, they hadn't seen a whole lot of stiff competition. They obviously proved that those. You know, their defense confounded Allen, who is one of the best offenses in the country. And you'd think that coming off that, you'd say, okay, well, Duncanville takes down Allen. They should be a heavy favorite to win the state championship. But we were talking about it before the show. That actually might not be the case. They're facing off against a North Shore team from the Houston area in the 6A Division 1 state title game. And North Shore, you know, talk about dominant programs. Lake Travis has been a, a, a force the last four or five years. And North Shore... Smoked them. Yeah, I mean, so you, you could make the case that North Shore is as hot, or maybe even hotter uh, than Duncanville
1: because they faced a team that not maybe not quite as good as
0: Allen, but certainly close. I mean, they
1: had the the history like Allen. You know, back when uh, uh, the 2008 ish to 2012, they had five straight state titles. Uh, you know, so a program with a lot of history, just like Allen. But North Shore, uh, 51 to 10 just knocked them out. Yeah, It was like, you know, who is this Lake Travis team? Because they also have some top recruits too. And uh, North Shore, uh, high offense, uh, 54 points per game. You know, Duncanville comes in about 50 a game. Um, Talk about Duncanville's defense. Well, North Shore's one is not uh, something to slouch over because they're averaging about 10, 11 points per game. So I can see it either way that, you know, it could be a – 21 to 17 type of game, or it could be, you know, maybe a 52 to 48 type of game. It's just uh, both both programs are good on both sides of the ball. And yeah, uh, actually North Shore is number two team in the state. Uh, I guess number one now, if you consider Allen being gone, but but yeah, it's going to be fun. Uh, North Shore has been dominant the last couple of years. They actually won a state title in, in uh, 2015. So They've been there uh, more recently than Duncanville, so, but it's going to be a good one. And I know a lot of people are going to probably pick Duncanville. Uh, me, I mean, it's hard to say because I haven't seen North Shore, but right going by the numbers, you know, it's a coin flip like the Allen game. Uh, but I think Duncanville is just riding high, um, especially coming off that defeat of the number one team in the country. Right. I see my question and and this is how we'll wrap this, that
0: the six, a aspect of it previewing this weekend's game. Like you said, I, I haven't seen North shore, so it's hard to say. I mean, we can just look at the numbers in terms of Duncanville. My only question would be, you know, there was so much hype going into that game against Allen. I mean, Allen's been the boogeyman for every team in this area consistently. I mean, the state, but consistently in this area. And you wonder, I just wonder if there's a letdown factor. I mean, it, it, I mean, Allen scored 35 points, but that that's actually a good number against them. You, you know, you say he's kind of crazy. You say, well, you hold Allen the 35 points, then there's a good chance you're going to win the game.
1: Yeah, I mean, the, the Allen has come in probably 50 points per game at two. And, you know, that first half, they were probably just, you know, a lot of momentum, a lot of juice being up 21 points. Uh, you know, a lot of people... Thought that Duncanville was gonna blow blow him out and you know, they it looked like it was gonna lean towards that, but then obviously people knew that Allen was gonna do what Allen does and and they did and so um, I gotta give a give a couple shout outs here, uh, just for people who picked Duncanville. Uh, you know, I went on Channel Eight on Sunday and I usually do my little gossip shout outs, but or wasn't able to uh, this week but you know, we talked about him, Anthony Chris, over at Sam Houston. he's right. the he's the godfather. <laughs> um, he took Dunkerville. Um, Chuck Kelly, who does a great job calling Salt Lake Carroll games. Uh, you know, he took Dunkerville, obviously, because he the week prior he got to see him real well against the Dragons. Uh, Matt Davidson. I don't know if you've known Matt. He he does some. Um, he used to work for the old coach in Friday Night Glory. He he took Dunkerville and. Uh, the boys over at CTE Media—they uh, took Duncanville too. JP and Brian, shout out to those guys.
0: Yeah. So I. Yeah. That's. Uh, so clear, clearly, it wasn't. Uh, clearly, people. I think in the media thought this was going to be a close game. Yeah,
1: I, I think it was probably fifty-fifty. Half the people thought uh, Allen was going to win, and the other half thought it was going to—it's Duncanville's year. So. Yeah. No. It's. It's. And so. Moving down to a
0: game that we've uh, the third time we've seen this in the past three years, and I I changed my mind at the end of last week's episode, and, and just because I think I thought it would be so hard for for Highland Park to beat Ryan three years in a row in the exact same game.
1: Yeah, it's hard to win twice, I, let alone three times, and
0: especially without Stephen Johns. I, I thought he was the guy that that had made the difference. Um, Oh yeah! But Highland Park, after that comeback win the week before, they take down Ryan again for the third year in a row in the state semifinals. They're looking for their third straight title. The score in that one again: Highland Park 43, Ryan 21.
1: Was this game that close? No, it wasn't. It, it was it was just all Highland Park from start to finish. Ryan, uh, they did you know it was 14 to seven. Uh, I think it was 29 to 14. The big key, really, the uh, big letdown was uh, Ryan had finally stopped Highland Park, forced them into their first punt of the game. I think it was the second quarter. Again, it was about I think it was twenty-nine fourteen, and uh, they just I don't know what the the young man was thinking. The punt returner, you know, the ball bounces around and he tries to pick it up, touches it, and uh, you know can't get to it. Highland Park recovers thirty-six fourteen, and that's you it. Know, that was it. I mean. You can't do those mistakes against uh, a team like Highland Park, two-time state champs.
0: The offense is good again. I mean, coming is off good. the comeback.
1: You know, Chandler Morris, uh, I think I've mentioned uh, on the podcast, you know, he's not— I don't think anyone can be like John Steven, but um, he's close. He's a close second. He's, he's dual threat like John Steven was. Um, he can make plays. they got a great receiver in Finn Corrin who usually gets anywhere from 8 to 10 catches a game. Uh, ben Smith had a big first half. And so, yeah, and the defense. Uh, you got to give a shout out defense because Ryan, again, another team probably averaging 45, 50 points per game. They hold them to 21.
0: Real quickly previewing, again, a team that we that I, I'm not as familiar with you might be. Highland Park goes to the 5A Division I state title game uh, where they will face Shadow Creek you know winning three state, three straight state championships is is hard uh, how good has shadow creek been this year and what do you expect in that game
1: i don't think anyone is familiar with shadow creek <laughs> uh, because this is their first varsity season oh wow okay and i you know i knew they were state ranked i knew they were undefeated but um it wasn't until i saw you know a tweet from uh, greg tepper that this was their first varsity season um uh, so, the interesting thing is, and uh, shout out to Tepper because he's the one that tweeted it, Highland Park, and I don't know if you know this, uh, Peter, but they they have the most wins in Texas high school football history. I actually did know that. Yeah. Um, I, th- I want to say 830 wins, Right. which probably spans, I don't, I don't even know, 50, so, 60 years. Right, so old guard versus new guard. And they're playing a first-year varsity team, uh, which... It's just crazy because it's been almost 40 years since a, a first-year team won state. So they're trying to do it. Uh, 1982, Beaumont, Westbrook did it who's, who's also Beaumont Westbrook enough.
0: also shout out to Shireen Williams who's who's alma mater I think she tweeted about this that she was okay. really excited to see them uh, Shireen, Shereen obviously former uh, pro uh pro football hall it, of famer yeah. now and former Fort Worth Star Telegram uh columnist and reporter for the Cowboys but she was tweeting about Beaumont West getting back I think her tweet said that it was the first time they'd been back they'd been back in one um absolutely they haven't won this year but they've been back to the state final since she graduated and she can she can give us grief about this i think it was 1982 or 1984 one of those two so been a while for them yeah. as well
1: but-, but yeah 1982 they their first year uh Beaumont Westbrook and they won it so Shadow Creek's trying to do it uh, almost uh, 40 years 40 years later but obviously with Tyler Park uh, they got 30 tall game or- win streak tall order tall order <laughs> uh so yeah, we'll see. It should be a fun game. I'm excited. Uh, and funny thing is, um, I would love some of these mascots. Uh, you know, we got zebras here and all this, and they're the sharks. <laughs> and I don't. That's the first time I've heard sharks here in Texas.
0: Yeah, especially because are they are they on the water?
1: I, I, you know, I don't know where they, they're in the Alvin uh, Pearland area. So I think they're close. Close enough. Yeah, but. You know, we got sharks in Texas.
0: I wonder if they, they look like those uh, those any given Sunday helmets with the, with oh, the black yeah. shark. Um,
1: uh, I think they're black, black and blue. Oh, makes sense. And we'll see if the uh, you know a couple years ago with the sharks uh, dancing, sharks with uh, Katy Perry. Oh god, it? left shark. Yeah, we'll see. Guy if, going rogue. We'll see if uh, maybe that's their
0: mascot. <laughs> well, that's obviously a good one to keep an eye on. Obviously, all of these uh, state final games Wednesday through Saturday. Going to be at AT AT&T Stadium, Big Lights, Cowboys, uh, not the old Cowboys Stadium, but obviously where the Cowboys play now. You know, could look at crowds between, you know, 40, 50, even upwards of 60,000 people. I know that there were big crowds for the state semifinals as well.
1: And it's going to be interesting with that game, the Highland Park game, because, you know, that's uh, almost like a second home. Quasi-home game. Yeah. And so now Shadow Creek, who, you know, I don't know if they've ever played in NRG this year or not. But, you know, coming to Cowboy Stadium, we'll see if that, maybe they'll, I don't know if they'll get to them. You know, is it, is it too much, big of a stage? We'll see. So, one, moving to one uh, Fort Worth area team that is still alive
0: and uh, no surprise. And the that only would,
1: Fort Worth area the team. The only Fort, uh, Fort, yeah, Represent that's right. the Star Telegram.
0: And that would be the Alito Bearcats. Uh, and I don't think this one was, I don't think the score was any, sp- any surprise? I don't think it was a surprise that Alito has gotten to this point. 63-7, Alito wins in the state semifinal over Ryder. Uh, Jason McClellan, we've talked about the OU commit three rushing touchdowns. I mean, he looks as good as he has all season. Uh, Trey Owens also, I mean, wow, two, touch, uh, two returns for touchdowns in this one overall for alito i mean what else can you say this is their eighth trip to the state title game in the last 10 years which is just amazing but as we've talked about a lot on this program they did not win last year and they'll be taking on fort ben marshall and that's for the 5a division two state title what are you looking for and i mean is it i don't want to say it's a foregone conclusion but i think we're both thinking alito's gonna run away with this one
1: yeah um definitely um you know, going back to uh, Trey Owens, he had a monster game. Uh, he had a 43-yard punt return for a touchdown. And then, I don't know if you've seen the video yet, but um, he had a 103-yard pick six to to end the first half uh, with time expiring there. And it's, it got number two on uh, SportsCenter top 10. And I think uh, it got on Monday Night Football uh, I think Randy Moss does a segment. You got, you got Moss. It's another
0: D- and the second one we've seen this season of of uh, yeah, that's right. DFW player getting on Monday Night Football. Yeah. You got Moss.
1: Yeah, I think the first one was uh, Keller. I think yeah, uh, yep, maybe in Week Six.
0: Another, I think it was another one hander in the end zone, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, Odell Beckham type type move.
1: Randy Moss type move.
0: Oh well, yeah, I guess the
1: original, right? Yeah. So yeah, Trey Owens, uh, senior probably very uh very underrated uh, I don't know how many I don't even know if he has any offers but uh, bright young man very smart uh, talked to him last uh, after the game uh, just very intelligent very humble kid always has a smile and uh, but yeah he, he's a playmaker he's, he usually backs up uh, jace at running back but then you know he plays in the defense as well but going back to that game uh, Alito the uh, state title game looking for their seventh uh, state championship in those 10 years, it would actually tie, I believe, tie a UIL record with eight overall. And, yeah, it's, it's again, you know, it's, I don't want to say that it's going to be a runaway just because we don't know what Marshall brings to the table, but you have to figure, uh, and we've, we've used the word a lot hungrier. You know, yes. I think is hungrier, angry that they, you know, didn't win. Last year, and so we'll see. Uh, one quick note is uh, Fort Bend Marshall, who, um, even though Alito's, you know, our team, and we want to, we want them to win, and all kind of pulling for Marshall because they started the week off uh, on a bad note on Monday. Uh, one of their seniors uh, had an argument and, uh, you know, was shot in the leg and oh, ultimately geez. lost his life. And then, you know, five six days later, they win uh, biggest game. In program history, now they're going to their first state title game. So we'll see if that.
0: I mean, you know, we talk about Alito probably being the favorite, but we'll see if that incident, unfortunate incident, obviously yeah. goes in. And you know, thoughts and prayers go out to Fort that ben community Marsh, yeah. in that area in Fort Bend Marshall. But we'll see if that. You know, it's it's crazy to think things like that can can change the fate of your season. Obviously, it helped in the semifinal, definitely yeah. playing for that. And, it, and we'll see if it does in the finals.
1: And they were playing uh Corpus Christi Callan, who Alito beat uh in 2016 for their last state title and we t- i said 1982 that's another good year because uh fort fort Bend marshall you know in the fort Bend isd that's the last time a team from that school district won a state title 1982 and so we'll see we'll see so if they can break the streak break, break the, the drought streak. we'll see they'll be playing uh with a lot of momentum with a lot of uh you know heavy hearts and so should be an exciting game
0: Dropping down a bit, and and these are two teams that will both be uh, first timers to the state championship game in three A Division One title game, and that is Grandview versus Malakoff. I know we looked, we talked a little bit about Malakoff uh, last week. Um, I don't know how, I don't know what we're expecting on that one. I'd obviously, not as not as not a local connection uh, there.
1: Yeah, uh, they beat Brock. Yeah, right. Uh, which you know only been here for five years, but have quickly become a three A. Powerhouse uh, was looking to go back-to-back to to the state title game, but uh, they got a late score to win 23-21. But, yeah, uh, first-timer, like you said. So we'll see if kind of walk into ATT Stadium, see if they get – Starstruck, or if they, you know, keep their composure and say, Hey, we still got a football game to play. Yeah, so it should be a pretty good game, but, uh, you know, it's actually a rematch from uh, week three, I believe. Grandview and Malakoff. Grandview won that one 28 to 7. Grandview, as you mentioned, also a first time team to state. They're coming off a, uh, I don't know if I want to say an upset, but uh, I definitely picked Yoakum to win it, but they were able to beat them, the Zebras. And so it should be a pretty good game. I'm sure Knalikoff is thinking about that uh, first meeting, but Grandview's riding high, and uh, it should be another fun one in the 3A-D1 state title game.
0: Back up to Division II now, and we've touched on this one a little bit. Shereen Williams, obviously, at Pro Football Talk, and our former colleague here will be watching with bated breath for this one as Longview takes on uh, Beaumont Westbrook. That's for the 6A Division II championship. Another one to look for is Waco La Vega, who's had a phenomenal season so far. They'll be taking on Liberty Hill in the 4A Division One. Anything to look for in both of those?
1: Uh, Longview, uh, they are just kind of been a dominant power the last couple of years. Actually, an exciting win last week against Amarillo Tescosa. Uh, I believe it was 35-7. to And
0: Tescosa obviously took down Haltom.
1: Haltom and Arlington uh, and Lakeridge. Uh, yeah, so they cleaned up with this area, huh? Yeah. <laughs> They love playing Tarrant County, I guess. Uh, yeah, Longview, 35-7, to 7, but uh, Tascoso actually came back. Uh, if you've seen the video, they actually had a hook and ladder. Uh, <laughs> and it was 45-42, the final score. But, but yeah, Westbrook uh, with uh, Shireen's connection. And then uh, Waco La Vega also have been a state power in, the, in 4A. And Liberty Hill, who had a huge win beating Cartridge. Who uh, I believe was back-to-back state champs. Yeah, had, they had a,
0: they had a two-year undefeated streak, I believe. a forty-game uh, win streak. Forty-game win streak longest, snapped.
1: Longest in the state, and it snapped.
0: Well, I saw that. I saw the week before they played with fire a little bit. I forget the exact scenario, but they scored. I think in the last fifteen or twenty seconds to keep that streak alive. So they were playing with the dice. I don't know if that team was quite as strong uh, as it had been in years past, but I mean, with their pedigree,
1: yeah, you still think,
0: expected, yeah,
1: yeah. And uh, so, yeah, Liberty Hill. Just took them down, and uh, the streak is no longer. And so we'll see if who who's going to win this one. LaVega I know, started off slow. They had a, they had a strong uh, non-district schedule, but they've picked it up like they usually do in the playoffs. And so that one uh, in the 4-I-D-1 state title game should be another good one.
0: Yeah, and and once again, a a quick programming reminder you can find all of Brian's content on DFWVarsity.com as well as star telegram.com as well as our Twitter and Facebook pages. And um, in terms of, especially in terms of the scheduling, uh, whether that's the TV scheduling, uh, the game information, start times, all of that. You can find that uh, on Brian's page as well as all of the the sites that I just listed. Any other any other story and programming notes that uh, folks should look for as we kind of head into this last uh, week of games?
1: Yeah, uh, there's just a couple lists out already. Uh, you know, vote for Player of the Week in basketball. You know, we're going to talk about early signing day. Just some athletes who are going to sign. Um, it's kind of a, uh, a updated list. Uh, just keep sending me your. Recruits are going to sign, I'll, I'll add them in. Uh, we got some basketball rankings. We'll have some uh, some stories from signing day. Uh, I'll be out at Legacy. I think uh, one of our co workers will be out in Alito. So, yeah, uh, just keep searching on DFWVarsity.com for uh, all the content.
0: Yep. Now, shifting gears a little bit, and I think this is something that we will, just as a quick scheduling note, again, we will continue after the state championships wrap up this weekend. We will dive into those in full. Probably, we're going to have to figure out when when we're going to do that because obviously next week is the holiday week, so we will have to get back to you when we do our state championship recap. But we are going to be moving forward as well with recruiting, and we're going to start touching on that now. Really quickly, so in terms of where the Texas teams, and I know we have folks uh, of all the major colleges uh, in the DFW area and beyond. So where things stand right now, and obviously we have to kind of start with Jimbo Fisher because Texas A&M currently, going into tomorrow at least, has the number three ranked class in all of the country. And I'm going to read kind of off the list of where the teams are, Texas and Tom Herman at number seven. Gary Patterson uh, with us, and and Drew Davidson also. Drew Davidson, excuse me, has been providing excellent coverage on TCU's recruiting. So look for his stuff. The Horn Frogs and Patterson coming in at uh, at least heading into tomorrow at thirty. You have Baylor and Matt Rule at forty, and even despite with everything that's gone on with that program, they seem to be. uh, He seems to be having things trending in the right direction. Texas Tech, uh, you have it 57, probably a little bit lower than most folks would hope for, but the departure of Cliff Kingsbury uh, could be a reason for that. And then UNT, Seth Luttrell, uh, obviously a little bit higher than they've been in the past. And I know it was a disappointing, a little bit of a disappointing season for the Mean Green, but they're at 62. And I know with so many people coming back, and and Seth Luttrell obviously not taking himself out of the consideration for the kansas state job i think folks are excited there who are some of the players that you're looking at uh, at least thus far and and tomorrow big names locally at least in dfw
1: yeah um, like i said i'm, I'm going to be out at mansfield legacy um, there they have four at least four um, the biggest is jeffrey carter who's top probably top 10 uh, cornerback in the nation um, he actually you talk about A they'd probably be a stronger recruiting class but he flipped his commitment to uh powerhouse alabama you, you, it seems like they do it
0: seems like around this time and even on the last day every year they st- come in and steal texas recruits
1: i, I guess i mean no wonder they they win every time yeah. <laughs> they, they take all all of our recruits uh you know a couple of kids on the defensive line uh enoch jackson and uh terry and carter they will be signing with Arkansas, and then Ife uh, Adeyee will be signing with Houston. So a lot of firepower there. Um, we kind of mentioned Alito. Um, I don't know if they're going to do a big ceremony, but I believe uh, TCU commits. Uh, Wyatt Harris and Colt Ellison will sign. Uh, Nana Asafamensa, who we talked about a lot, are uh, going to sign with Notre Dame. Uh, him and Sean Holton over at Northern Catholic. Sean is um, Incarnate Word down in San Antonio. And and Theo Weiss and Trey John Bridges, the OU commits, they'll be signing. Theo's with Allen and and Bridges is at Hebron. Dylan Wright, uh, Texas A&M kid, uh, wide receiver uh, over at West Mesquite, he's going to sign. So yeah, look for uh, that list on DFW Varsity, and if there's any more, please uh, share it with us.
0: Yeah, and we'll absolutely, uh, you know, we'll be doing, like I mentioned, we'll be doing our state recap probably sometime next week, or maybe even the week after, depending on how things shake out. But in addition to that state recap, you know, we'll maybe do a little bit of retrospective on this season, kind of best moments and, and looking back on some of the DFW area teams, and especially Fort Worth with us being the Star-Telegram. Uh, but we'll also do a deep dive into any surprises uh, that may occur on signing day, both for the colleges in the area and, and the local players from all the uh, DFW area high schools. Um, Brian, you got any final—and this, this is your big weekend. And any final thoughts heading into the state championship weekend?
1: Yeah. Uh, again, there's going to be three games each day— Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday— you know they all they're going to be on uh, the Fox Sports Southwest and their affiliates, but you know it's it's definitely uh, worth it to go and watch. Um, it's just another it's another feeling. That it's another it's a AT&T Stadium. If you've never been, you just walk in and you are just it it's amazing to see Texas high school football. Uh, you know, first time I've covered it in 2014, I was blown away. You know. Over two hundred and fifty thousand people in in ten games, which was a huge mark. Uh, yeah, I mean that Allen Duncanville semifinal game was almost thirty thousand. Right. Or semifinal game. I mean, even the even the six man and the two ways, you know, they'll get a good number. They'll get they'll get you know six, seven, eight thousand people just to watch them. And some of these other states, you know, their their state title games. That's what they're getting for their. Overall, they're all their state title games. So, if you can make it out, uh, definitely can't. It, it, you will not be disappointed. Um, but yeah, uh, and one recruit recruiting note: uh, not a lot of kids that I could find that will be announcing tomorrow and signing. Only one: uh, Langston Anderson, who's top wide receiver at, at Midlothian Heritage. Um, he's got some big offers, but he's actually going to announce uh, while he signs. But also, uh, you know, early signing day is big for football, but you can't forget these other sports. There's other kids that are also signing this week. They've signed Monday, Tuesday. uh, Actually, went out to Joshua yesterday, uh, you know, softball player, one of my favorites, uh, Annalise, who signed with Angelina College. So there's other kids signing, uh, but just shout out to her and and all the other, just everyone who's signing. uh, Just, Enjoy this moment. Congratulations! All you know, all the hard work's paid off. That's a hopefully that's not a cliche, but yeah, it's uh, it's a special time to see where all your hard work's going. Well, that'll do it
0: for us for our final uh, Texas high school state playoff edition of the Fort Worth Star Telegram's uh, high school huddle once again uh, we're going to be keeping you keep your eye out on dfwvarsity.com and Star telegram star-telegram.com as well as our social media pages and Brian will probably tweet out when we will do our recaps for uh, the first signing day as well as the state championship weekend and as we move forward into the new year and over the holidays we will have you covered with recruiting a look ahead to the next year next year's high school football season as and And when we come back, we'll be hitting it big with uh, high school basketball. So uh, keep an ear out, and everybody enjoy the games this weekend. And Merry
1: Christmas.